Please stand with me if you can for the reading of God's precious word. This evening we will mainly look at two passages but I am going to read only one. The passage I am going to read from is taken from the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 to 7. Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. May God add his blessing to the reading of his precious word. You may be seated. Tomorrow, this country will be celebrating Thanksgiving. It was in 1972. I came to this country in 1972, August 8th. It was on a Saturday. Three months later, a church family invited me for Thanksgiving. Myself and another foreign couple other foreign students, they went there, a nice family. He was a pastor of a Baptist church. And everything was ready then. This pastor and his wife told her, we're going to spend some time giving thanks to the Lord. Everybody can share what they are thankful for. And I took a few minutes. And then the pastor's wife took a few minutes. Actually, she took more than a few. And then there was a long prayer. I thought, she reminds me of my mom. Because our parents, especially moms, never served supper until we had our devotion every evening. We get together, read the Bible, sing, pray. Usually the prayer so long, some of us fall asleep. But it was a good thing. They trained us that way. And that was a good experience. After that, except a few years when I was in India, every year we had been celebrating Thanksgiving. My wife, she is very particular about that. Every year. But a few years after that, one day 
I asked my co-worker, he was not a believer, I asked him, how was your Thanksgiving day? He was so upset. He asked me, what Thanksgiving? I had nothing to, thank, to be thankful for. Then he started talking to me about all his troubles, discontentment, never happy, always complaining. But this evening we can thank God. I am especially thankful for this great nation. And also I want to say this. I am thankful for the constitution of this country which guaranteed the freedom that I enjoy and we enjoy. Somebody one, one time told me American Constitution it is the greatest man-made document ever made. I said man-made. Bible is not man-made. It is God-breathed. I want to make it clear. And I truly believe it, instead of all the shortcomings. So I am very thankful. I am thankful for my family. I mentioned it a couple of days ago. I am thankful for my wife. I am thankful for the believers in this assembly. And all my co-elders. I thank God for them. Sometimes we wonder why we had to this, why we had to keep talking about thanksgiving all the time. In Psalm 92 and verses 1 to 2 we read, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praise to your name. O Most High, it is good. In Psalm 50 and verse 23 we read, He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors God. Dear brothers and sisters, when we thank God, offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving, he still honors God. Then Psalm 116 and verse 17 we read, To you I shall offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. And then Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 we read, Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that gives thanks to his name. And then that verse that everybody knows, First Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in 
Christ Jesus. God wants us to be a thankful people. We should, as Christians, have an attitude of gratitude. God wants us to have that. We also read in the book of Nehemiah chapter 8, 11, the joy of the Lord is your strength. A thankful people will be a joyful people. Joyful people will be a praising people. The passage we just read, Philippians chapter 4, 4 to 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. How can we rejoice always? It says, rejoice always. This is a command. He is not talking about a specific circumstance. Like, my health is good, I can rejoice. No. I get the job I wanted, my dream job. Then I can rejoice. No. He is saying, rejoice always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Rejoicing is different from being happy. People are happy when they get what they wanted. The things of this world. That is what we see at a football game. When their team wins, they are happy. Even though we sing, I am happy all the day, it is not quite correct. But we say, rejoice. Dear brothers and sisters, our joy comes from our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can rejoice. I want to read a small passage from the book of Habakkuk. If you look at your uh, LSB, it is, on, it is on page 1263. That always helps me. I write down. <laughs> it, is, it is between the book of Nahum and Sophaniah. That is even better. Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 to 18 we read. Though the fig tree should, should not blossom, and there is no produce on the vines, though the yield of the olive should fail, and the fields 
yield no food. Though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stars. What else can go wrong? Then he says, Yet I will exult or rejoice in Yahweh. Everything going wrong. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Yahweh, the Lord is my strength. The prophet just pronounced a judgment on God's people. Then he's talking about himself. And he lists all these things. The source of his income. It is not there anymore. I lost everything. But he says, yet I will exult in Yahweh. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. If we look at these men, men like Apostle Paul, or Prophet, or Nehemiah, what do we find? Paul was in prison. He was in chain. Habakkuk is talking about losing every source of income. Nehemiah is surrounded by enemies. But they all have joy in spite of circumstances. And the question is, who or what we consider to be the source of our joy? For Habakkuk, the source of his joy was not the fig, it was not the, the olive, nothing. It was the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, this is a question I want to ask myself and every one of you who are listening to me. What, rather, who is the source of your joy? A lot of people find, they think they are the source of their joy is the blessing. Even if the blessings come from the Lord, the source of your joy is not those blessings. The real source of the joy is the giver of the blessing, our Lord. A lot of times we forget it. And we have security in him. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6 we read, For I, Yahweh, do not change. We have an unchanging God. He is the source of our joy. That's the reason we can rejoice always, no matter what the circumstances. We can rejoice. Then, the next words we read, the Lord is near, be anxious for nothing. The word anxious or careful, which in the original means to be pulled in different directions. When we are pulled in different directions, our hopes pull us in one direction. Our fears and our concerns, they pull us in one direction. That word also has the meaning of strangle. We are strangled by all these things. What happened? Discontentment and worry. If we look around these days, 
We cannot see too many people who are who I joy. We can see discontentment. They are not satisfied. Always complaining. Always. Even Christians. What is the remedy for this problem? We can see that at the end of verse 6 and 7. In everything, there also in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Let your request be known to God. That is a cure. Thanksgiving for what? In everything and for everything. The source of our joy is the Lord. Keep our focus on Him instead of focusing it on our circumstances. With an attitude of gratitude. As we celebrate this Thanksgiving, it is a good time to take an inventory of what we have in Christ. Just sit there in the morning. Just think about it. And it is so easy just to read God's word. We can, we can start with the patience. Everything you have in him. That's what David did. David was a man, if you look at his Psalms, he always look, look at his inventory, take an inventory and see what God has done for him. We read earlier Psalm 139, verse 17. To you I shall offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. This is the response to the question found in verse 12. Psalm 139, verse 12 we read, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? What shall I render to the Lord? It actually means, what shall I give it to the Lord in return for what he has done for my soul? I'll tell you what the answer is. Nothing. We can give nothing to the Lord in return for what he has done for us, what he has given for us. If we can give anything in return, brothers and sisters, it is not grace. But there is one thing we can do. One thing. That is what is our proper response. That is, our proper response should be a sacrifice of thanksgiving. That's what God wants. That's all we can do. Now, just a few minutes. We will look at Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5, very briefly. First, we see the response of King David for all the benefits he received from Yahweh. And then he lists the benefits he received from Yahweh. 103, 
Verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Before he start listing the benefits, at the beginning, he is blessing Yahweh. He is praising him. He is thanking him. But look at it carefully. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Who is David talking to? For a long time I thought he was talking to others. Maybe he was talking to me. No. He starts by saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He is pointing his finger at his own soul. Bless Yahweh, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He is directing his, these words to himself. He says, bless my soul. When we think it, take it that way, the whole meaning changes. And when we read this psalm, we are not talking to somebody else. We are talking to our own soul. Dear ones, that's what God expects from us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. David is talking to himself. How can I, when I think about all the benefits he has given me, and keep giving me every day? Then he says, <coughs> give a, a list of all the benefits. I'm not going to go in detail, just to mention. Verse 3, who pardons all your iniquities. Not one or two, dear brothers and sisters. He pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. And I believe it. He heals all your diseases. But understand, he is not talking to somebody. He is talking to his soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He is talking to his own soul. And he's telling, He healeth, heals all your diseases. It is not a physical disease he is mentioning here. Yes, I believe our God can heal every disease. He is able. He will according to his will. But David is pointing his finger at his own soul. He is telling, he heals all your diseases. What are the diseases of the soul? Bitterness, greed, hatred, jealousy, you name it. He heals each one of them. Every one of them, no exception. Some people use these words. And the one verse in Isaiah 53 to prove a point, but they cannot. Talking about miraculous healing. <coughs> but both these places, it is not physical healing. 
but God can heal. He is exhorting himself. He is exhorting his own soul to bless the Lord. And we are doing the same thing. When God's people bless him and praise him, that will please the Father. There is nothing more pleasing to the Father than when we exalt his Son and worship his Son and praise his name. During this Thanksgiving, let us do that. Then, then he says, He crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your ears with good things. We see a lot of people, including Christians, they are not satisfied with what they have. They are not. Briefly, I will share with you one experience we have. There was a lady at LBC, Lilton Bible Chapel. Her name was Amy Shaw. She was a Parsi. A dear saint. Two days before she died, she went to be with the Lord. My wife and I went there. We spent, when we went there, Alex was just leaving from that place. So we went there after that. We spent some time with her. My wife asked her, are you hungry? She told, yes, but a hard time eating anything. But got some soup. She told, I will help you. I'll feed you. Took a spoon and fed that dear lady and she finished it. Then this is what she said. I am well satisfied. I am well satisfied. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Two days later, she went to be with the Lord. Dear ones, we can find our satisfaction only in the Lord. Not anything that this world has to offer. And then, My favorite verse in this chapter is verse 10. I want to close with that verse. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. In my Bible, instead of us, I put me. He has not dealt with me according to my sins, nor rewarded me according to my iniquities. Dear brothers and sisters, we have a holy God. He will always judge sin. But here it says, He has not dealt with according to our sins or my sin. He will always deal with the sin. But look carefully. He did not deal with you. He did not deal with me. According to your sin, according to my sin. But he dealt with his son. 
he dealt with his son according to my sin, my iniquities, according to your iniquities. Every Sunday morning at 9.30, that's the reason we gather together to worship him and participate in the breaking of bread. Dear ones, that is something that was appointed by our Lord himself. And we are going to do it till he comes. Till he comes. And when we thank him every Sunday, we worship him, and we remember him, it pleases the Father. Every Sunday, what a beautiful time it is that we have. I am going to close just by quoting that verse from Second Corinthians 9.15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Tomorrow morning, the families gather around the table and give thanks. My prayer that, it is my prayer that they will have a blessed time, a time that will exalt our Savior. You will have a wonderful time, wonderful Thanksgiving, tomorrow and every day. Tomorrow and every day. May his name be glorified.